And hey guys, good morning and welcome back to an episode of Folgers and Backless, the mid-morning solo cipher. It's your girl, yours truly will be read, sending you guys much love, positive energy, and high vibrations throughout the airwaves, or blessings on blessings on making today a better day than yesterday, and blessings on blessings on utilizing today as a stepping stone for your better version of tomorrow. I love that new intro, guys, where it just leads me so perfectly into today's topics. I'm going to jump right into it. Um, life. <sighs> Regular listeners, y'all already know. Friends and family, I say it enough, so we all know how I have to give it up. Um, life sucks, and then you die. But in in, in the meantime, in between time, you know, we kind of have a right, um, a responsibility, a privilege to make the most of this bilateral experience where we are physical spiritual we are spiritual physical beings i have to always try to remember to say this spiritual first because we're already so dense in the um physicality of everything in the physical dimension the flesh you know so yeah we are spiritual physical beings and we are not properly utilizing this time and space that we have been so blessed to have and again i blame it on material or mass. And it's not a bad thing. We just got trapped into it. You got to understand when you think of compare spirit to a feather caught in the wind and versus um, the physical dimension being a rock being thrown in the air as well. The rock is going to fall so much faster, so much harder. It's going to make so much more noise. It's going to have so much more of a impact. Apparently, it's not really but the p- impact is going to be so much more dramatic that that's where, you know, you're going to sit there and think like, well, damn, that rock had more, you know, impact, more value than the feather. But no, realistically, we ain't even paying attention to the fact that we tossed the feather up like eight minutes ago and it's still just gliding. It's still free falling. It's still experiencing. It's still being blown in the wind and changing directions and possibilities are endless for it. We got to start imagining and visualizing is the better word. We need to start visualizing our existence in this matter. It helps with me here and there. And at the same time, it's everywhere. I'm gonna jump back into um, the subject, the topic of change. Um, <clears throat> yeah, life is amazing. And I was watching, what was I watching? What was I watching? Shout out to Netflix. I was watching The Midnight Club. And shout out to my best friend for putting me onto it. I don't believe to watch TV too much. Um, so what I do, I love the binge, a nice little, you know, something, something. And that was a good old 10 episodes of some nice little adolescent um suspense. It was really cute. I enjoyed it. But um there was an episode where it was telling a story, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, where um, basically, I ain't gonna spoil you shit, I hate when people do that for me. But yeah, basically, um, one of the, the characters in the story was confronted by, <clears throat> you can say higher self, in a sense. And in this confrontation, you know, the lower spectrum of her higher self is explaining to her, like, this is going to be hard. Life is going to be hard. It's going to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Emotionally, physically, all this stuff. And I was listening to it. And it was like, ringing in my ear, like, yo, 
that voice in people's head is so real. My son was saying it. He was like, yeah, I kind of thought that that's what that was going to be, like the God, devil type um, imagery on the shoulders. You know, they always got to play that out. And it's the truth. It plays out so much in movies because it plays out so much in life. Um, there is a polarity of our existence. And both of them are tied to ego. I love ego. Um, I love to hate ego. No, I don't hate ego, but I do love ego. ego. Now that I understand ego, I did hate ego at one point in time. My dad was running around in like, my head with pitchforks and fucking um, fire things, the torches and shit, looking for that nigga so that way we can hang him. Like, yeah, death to ego. Ugh, so immature, so low vibe. Ego is um, earth god only. See, when you're making decisions for this physical realm, Ego's not always the worst person, worst energy, worst entity that's happened. So, but you got to know yourself. You got to know the layers of your ego. It's not like, you know, it's just ego and that's it. No, ego got layers, honey. More than an onion. And you got to identify the parts of your ego to tap into the side of your ego that will best navigate through this earthly experience, whichever experience it is that you're going through at the moment. So, <clears throat> when it comes to life. Yo, it's just so real. Life is hard. And as a life coach, one of my biggest struggles, guys, like I'm doing so much, ugh, shout out to me. I'm doing so much shadow work, so much um, self-exploration, so much growth, so much childhood trauma healing. And I don't think I'll ever be done because realistically, we don't realize how much we've been through until it comes up in, you know, our present day, it could be something just as small as, yo, I really don't like the feeling of my feet wet, like the floor flooding and you got socks on. And you're not even mad about the flood. It was something simple, you know what I mean? Like the laundry backed up or whatever, but just the wet feet just triggering you. Maybe you forgot that as a kid, you know what I'm saying? You was trying to surprise your um, mom and dad with um, something you might've drew and they were mopping the floors and, or maybe they were arguing, let's make it, you know, trauma. They were arguing and you were going to, you know, bring them this picture to stop the whole argument and maybe a glass of wine spilt and you slipped into it during, and, and just, I'm just making shit up, but I'm saying this is how trauma, you know, resurfaces. So now every time something spills, one of the kids knocks something down and you happen to step in it, you're cursing them out like roaming in the street and you don't understand why are you getting so mad over a fucking cup of spilled water and you got like three mops and a Swiffer in the back? But that's why, because that was trauma for you. That was embarrassing. You were trying to save the day and you fell. You got hurt. They might have ignored you when you fell. They was too busy in their own bullshit. Trauma resurfaces in so many different ways. So <clears throat> when people say heal childhood traumas, I like to leave in my mind, I like to keep that open because they would say, I spent a lot of years as a child and it was a lot of things that were traumatizing, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's on all levels, depending on how a personality is. You've been traumatized by going to the store to get snack and realizing you didn't have enough money to pay for it. And now you living your whole life trying to fucking buy shit that you don't really want, don't really need, can't really afford, but you just want everybody to know that you good, you secure. Like, fronting is childhood trauma. But anyway, so life is hard. And as a life coach, I'm noticing huh, that when it comes to change, change is just as fucking hard, guys. Like, we are stuck in habits and patterns and ways of thinking, and it's terrifying.
that earth god, that ego, <clears throat> its main job is to protect you from harmful experiences. <clears throat> See, think of it like this. So every time you have some form of trauma, this is how you can work with ego. Every time you have some form of trauma, a new ego is born. That ego has a job to protect you from anything that is related to that trauma. That child that slipped on the floor, <clears throat> um, on the wine, right? That child, that ego that was born right in there is probably the same ego that, oh, not probably, is I'm almost positive, the same side of ego that either doesn't allow them to get into verbal um, altercations or get nervous when people are arguing, bad anxiety issues. That's the same version of ego who probably instigates arguments <clears throat> and, you know, domestic disputes of some kind of um, problematic nature. We, <clears throat> my bad, I'm trying not to smoke because I got the video on. My throat is responding, though. I can't just be drunk. I don't drink coffee just to drink coffee. I drink coffee to smoke weed. Like, the fuck? They're hand in hand. I wonder if that's childhood trauma. I might have to do some backtracking and make the see why they're linked together. And maybe if I can stop one. But I'm never going to stop smoking weed. But maybe if I stop, I'm going to figure it out. I can let this coffee down a little bit. Um, do I have a subscribe in Jamaica? Can I get some Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee. I heard it's alkaline and like the best coffee ever. Nigga said inbox me. I'm saying y'all my EPO box. Nigga said love, love, love. Appreciations always. But um, yeah. So coming full circle was real shit. Um, I'm in a good mood. I'm already high. The sun is risen. If y'all can see it in the back, it's so pretty outside, even though it's brick ass. But um, yeah. Uh, my imagination train is all over the place. I'm trying to stay focused. But, um, <clears throat> so, yeah, change. Change is hard. Change is hard and life is hard. So, what the fuck does that leave us, right? How do we navigate through this? How do we tap into ego? Because, again, ego is a protective measure. Every time we have some, not just childhood trauma, adult trauma too, teenage trauma, adolescent trauma, lover trauma, work trauma, you know what I mean? Whenever we experience something that doesn't resonate with our spirit, that doesn't just feel good to us, we develop or give birth to a side of ego that has only one job and one job in existence, and that's to protect you from experiencing that shit again. A noble job. I appreciate it, right? We should all appreciate ego for its endless pursuit to keep us safe. Life is expanding. Life moves. Nothing stays still. Change is the only fucking constant, right? <clears throat> and with change being the only constant, we have to be prepared for change. We have to be willing to change. Ready, willing, able. Well, my thing is ready, willing, able, and grateful. But most people run off of the ready, willing, and able um, is it anthology? I got my, my dictionary. It's still early. My brain ain't fully woke. And I'm high. See, you gotta get that excuse in. That's the excuse for everything. I'm high. I'm, I don't know how many times a day I tell people that after I make a mistake. Oh, I'm high. But no, seriously. Um, change is the only constant. And when it comes to change... We have to, we have to be ready. We have to be willing. We have to be able. And honestly, I believe we have to be grateful 
for the change, the transitions that we're leaving, uh, the transitions we're moving into, as well as the destination that we once was, you know? Um, things will never just magically get better. Yes, change is a constant. Things heal. See, I got wound. It was bad, so it was bigger. It was like mad sensitive. I am miracle cream, baby. But um, yeah, it got a scab on it now. It changed on its own. Is it better? No, it's not. That's this first layer of scar tissue, and it'd be a little bit rough, so it's gonna have to get peeled, and the skin is gonna have to be retreated. I don't know if y'all can work like that, but my first layer of scar tissue is always really rough and irritating. I always have to take it off and allow a new, oxygenated, fresher, softer um, layer of skin to grow. So that way, you know, it blends in with the rest of the texture of my hand. And that's interacting and change. It was going to do something on its own. It would have healed on its own. How happy would it have been, though, with that process? I don't want no fucking rough spot on my hand. I got soft skin like a motherfucker. But that's life, though. If we just sit and let change happen, change will happen. It ain't going to happen that fast. It might happen fast. Probably going to happen slow. But it's going to happen. How beneficial is that change going to be for you is the question. We have to be catalyst, guys. We have to be that active agent, that spark that navigates Change, because change is already happening. So we don't have to sit there. It's time to make a change. Bitch, change is already happening. Navigate change. How are things changing? You have the power to choose and control that. Here's the bullshit. There's a level of responsibility with that. And this is where, um, God, it hurts so much, honestly, because most people don't want the responsibility. Just because you want change don't mean that shit is going to change. Just because just because you want better don't mean you're going to get better. Just because nothing happens just because. Point blank, bottom line. Everything is a reaction to an action. Stimuli response. We have have to do something. Let's look at the the life being lived by what 98% of most Americans struggle, poverty, ill health, lack of love, love of self, love of fucking from family and friends, love from a partner, like genuine love. How do you change that? You can only change things that affect you, right? You can't change what other people do, what other people say, how other people feel, but you have the power to change yourself. And this is where that responsibility comes in. This is the way it gets hard. This is why people get on their bullshit and change never happens. Or it happens, but it happens so slow that it's not beneficial for you. Think about life for a minute. Slow and steady wins the race, right? That's what we was told. That's not that little tortoise in the hair um, Aesop Fable movie. Shout out to Bill Cosby, because that's how I learned about Aesop Fable through Bill Cosby. Um, 
you know, that's how that little cartoon race played out when I remember watching that movie as a kid. The rabbit was fast. He knew he was fast. His confidence was justifiable. My nigga was fast as fuck. Too cocky, earth god only. Ego got in the way. Instead of banking and properly utilizing his speed to get him where he needed to go as quickly as he could get there, he projected, um, you know, his, his, he didn't project, he transferred, damn, that's still not the right word. Oh. He tapped into the version of consciousness that was focused externally, not internally, i.e. he started paying other people attention instead of paying himself. Oh, that one's moving slow. Oh, that one um, got breathing problems. Oh, that one got a bad leg. This one got a bad back. Oh, this is in the bag. None of them are fascinating me. And that's where his problem stepped in. He started worrying about the outside forces and got cocky and took a nap. Woke up, the race was over. How many of y'all got cocky and are taking naps? This is something that we got to think about. How much of your destination is predetermined by someone else's actions. Oh, well, that one has a good job. They'll be able to pay the bills. I don't have to worry about working too much. Oh, this one is smart. They'll hold the conversation. I can just stay quiet during this meeting and won't have to say anything at all. Oh, well, this one loves me and they'll do anything to make sure that I'm provided for. So, you know, and then I'm comfortable. So I don't have to pick up a broom or, you know, whatever. I don't really know how lazy people think. I've always been a fucking overachiever. And that has not always been a good thing, I promise you. Um, yeah, so when we put ourselves in a position to dictate what our life is going to be like, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to be in love. I'm going to be financially comfortable. I'm going to travel the world. This is what my life is going to be like. And it's going to be like this because... I got a husband with a great job. He's going to be able to afford to take me everywhere. My life is going to be like this because I have a sister who does hair and makeup. So I'm always going to be beat to the gods. Um, I have an uncle who works for Johnny Versace. So is that his name? God bless the dad. Um, I, I'm not into name brands. Niggas are, I'm mad that my shirt is fucked up because this shirt was popping. Shout out to the Everything and More shop. Yeah, I shop black owned. I don't know these Italian um, over expensive people. I shop local. I shop black. That's just me. But um, yeah, so, you know, but my uncle worked for this person, that person. So, you know, I'm always going to get the couture, this couture, that cousin work at the airlines. So I'll always be able to get first flight, um, first class flights, wherever I want to go. My whole life is just going to be perfect because everyone's going to take care of it. And then natural disaster happens. Boom, everyone is dead. And now you're left by yourself. And I was like, oh, how do I get the travel? I still want to travel the world. I still want to live good. I still want to look good. I don't know how to do this. Oh my God, panic sets in. Earth God only. Ego kicks in and tells you, well, bitch, you need to find another man. You better be out here in these streets promoting yourself. Um, better open up that Tinder account, that page, and all these other fucking things like that. You start, you continue, you don't start, you continue your dependence on others, the next external, um, sources of dependency or you collapse 
because you can't find anybody and you don't think to find anybody. It's just like, oh, what was me? Life sucks now. I'm, I should have just died too. How could they? Now you start blaming niggas, right? That's what you do. You start blaming niggas. That's normally the next step. The next step. Yeah, so it's your fault this. It's your fault that. Life sucks because you died. I would have been better if you would have got on that um, plane. If you would have just did this. If you would have just did that. That's not beneficial change. It's not improving your life. It's not doing anything to help you get what you want, if that's really what you want. And I think that's a big thing we got to ask ourselves too. What is it that we really want? We think we want luxury. We think we want happiness. We think we want wealth. We think we want love and stability and all the stuff that, you know, external, outside forces, TV, television, magazines, people, the internet tell us that we want. But yet we're not fucking working towards it. And again, I've always been an overachiever. So I'm careful to not compare myself to others. Oh, well, if you want it, go get it. I know it's not that easy. I know it's not that easy. So I don't, you know, be on it like that. But on the same note, I'm kind of on it like that. Nigga said, you know what the definition of failure, of success is? The, the, oh, fuck, fuck, fuck. Success is the, con the, Basically, when you continuously attempt things and fail, but you never lose enthusiasm. Something to that extent. I can't say it verbatim. But yeah, and I've always been successful. I don't really mind failing because what the fuck is that? I just learned how to not do it. That's a win for me. Tell everybody, if you learned the lesson, it's a blessing. And I'm going to take a quick break and... Then I'm going to pull this all together and wrap this up because my mind went a little bit everywhere. And it is, it's, I think it's almost 7.30. The world, yeah, I hear the construction workers outside. They'll be being annoying real soon. So I want to pull this all together, um, put in a nice little neat package, and then wrap this up. I don't like my blunt back, though. And we are back, guys, and we are talking about life and change and how to be in control of these changes that life is constantly having. <coughs> How do we get in the driver's seat of change? Realistically, most change comes naturally. But when you are focused on what it is that you want, you can, like I said, tap in to the um <coughs> the entire flow and become a navigating force for this change. Um, the very first step is, for me, has been identification. Um, I'm a learner. I love to learn. I love to research. I love to think. I love the explore all of the expand ideas <coughs> and when something in my personal life is not going as i would like as i planned as i expected you know i could sit back and analyze it first try to ask myself the um the who what when where why's and how's of the situation Get a better understanding. 
And this all has to be done unbiasedly. Because if you're going to sit there with ego and play the blame game, I promise you, you ain't going to get nowhere. And that takes a lot of truth. It takes a lot of understanding. It takes a lot of self-love. Word. You have to love yourself enough to be honest with yourself without being abusive to yourself. I'm always telling people, be more gentle with yourself. You are a magical, mystical, fucking amazing being. You are literally one of a kind. Like, check your DNA. Even if you have an identical twin, you are still one of a kind. Your genetics might be identical, but your brain processes, your memory capacity and ability, the things that you're storing, the data you're taking in, the energy signatures that you're omitting out, they are completely, completely specific to you as an individual. And when it comes to change, you have to remember all that. You have to remember that anything can change and everything can change. You just need to know how it can change, why it should change, when should it change. Who is this change going to affect? Kind of questions you should ask yourself. I like to take full ownership in what needs to be changed in my life. When I say full ownership, it's, again, not the blame game. It's responsibility. You have to be aware of the role you play, even if it's just merely existing. There's nothing mere about existence, mind you. If just being in a time and a place, a certain place at a certain time, puts you in the scenario to experience something that is off the path of your greatness, then that's where your fault lies. It's not about fault, but that's the role you played in it. You was actually fucking there. You know what I'm saying? Observation is entanglement. Once we see something, we hear something, you can't unknow something. You know what I'm saying? It's impossible. That's why knowledge is so much power. Because once you know it, you know it. Can't take that away from you. And when it comes to experiences, once we experience an experience, we change. Whether it's the way we think, the way we feel, the way we understood, the way we expressed, the way we shut down. You know what I'm saying? Every experience in life imprints on us. And with every imprint, it's something like that childhood trauma shit. Not even childhood trauma, birth of ego. It's a result of experience. You know what I'm saying? And we have to be aware enough to, in a sense, nurture the ego that was born at that moment. Because it's a baby. It don't know nothing but existence. Remember, its only reason to exist is to protect you from that experience. And in life, we have so many negative experiences towards our goals, our dreams, our ambitions, our versions of love and life and happiness. So, yeah, we got a lot of fucking egos running around. We have to learn to nurture them. We have to learn to understand them and to keep them in their motherfucking place. Like, they are necessary. They weren't just created for no reason. 
You are a powerful being. You created them for a reason, but don't let them go overboard. You know what I'm saying? Um, processes the change. Awareness. Be aware that something needs to change. <clears throat> don't let it overwhelm you. Um, don't let it scare you. Let it motivate you. I have six kids. I'm in a two-bedroom apartment. I need a bigger place. I need a car. I need a better job. It's hard. Okay, breathe. I can't get the crib without the car. I can't get the car without the better job. I can't get a better job while I'm working this job fucking 40, 45 hours a day. Can't afford to quit this job. Shit is crazy. How am I going to do it? I, I get up at 6 a.m. to get ready for work. I'm going to start getting up at 5. That way I got a good hour to do some job hunting. On my lunch break, I'm going to start bringing food to work instead of buying a $10, $15 lunch every day. That's a couple of dollars I could save. And that's time, that's time saved. I don't have to go out and buy lunch no more. Now I can sit and I can be looking at these apartments, looking at these cribs, you know what I'm saying? Applying for these better positions. How else can I utilize my time better? How else can I make this work? I can tell people that this is my plan. Start talking to people, not just anybody, you know what I'm saying? Start talking to people who might be in a position to help. Someone who, I mean, sometimes you don't know who can help. That's pause in the in the um the story, my bad. But sometimes you don't know who's the right person to help. And then in that case, then general conversation is necessary just to weed people out. But sometimes you know who to talk to. Handyman in my building. He's been here for years. I know he knows landlords. I know he knows something about buying properties and fixing properties. And let me see if he heard anything, if he know any other apartments that's renting. You know what I'm saying? Best friend just moved to South Carolina. Let me see if she, you know what I mean? If the um the county she moved in might be financially something. Let me start have her send me up some paperwork, start playing with things. You know what I'm saying? You sit on YouTube watching shit all day long. Maybe watch some YouTubes on how to house hunt, because house hunting ain't easy. You know what I'm saying? Some people get overwhelmed with even the steps. The whole purpose of that is to say that everything has a process and you just have to create the process. You have to design it to make it work better for you. Um, fuck, I wanted to give another example, but I got so caught up in that one. But yeah, things can work. You have to make them work. And just because listen, listen, just because now you're getting up at 5 a.m. and you're sacrificing your lunch breaks. And you run around talking to people, asking all these questions. Don't mean it's going to come easy. Let me explain what momentum is. Right? Flat plane. You're moving, 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 moving. Speed don't change. You can say it. Here's your problems. Going uphill. So you've been moving flat down the plane. Mm, slow and steady. Went in a race. Now you're at this hill. Now, friction, traction, gravity, all them fucking invisible forces is playing a role. And it seems like you're being slowed down. Now, you could 
lose momentum and just roll back. Or you can push yourself and continue up because everything ebbs and flows and eventually things are going to take off. Now, can I tell you how long the ebb, the lower part of the wave, lasts versus the flow? That top, wee, roller coaster slope when you're just going down and everything is just sweet and fun and happening so fast and amazing. No, like I said, you can't measure two waves next to each other in the fucking ocean. So how the fuck can I measure two invisible waves in the universe? It's impossible. You can't do it. I can't do it. Ain't nothing wrong with that. This is the beauty of life. We just have to go through things. But I do know for a fact that we don't know how big that wave is. And we know for a fact that because we don't know how big that wave is, we never know how far we are from the flow tip, guys, from the vertical, the vertical limit. We don't know. We don't know. So if you give up real shit, you could have gave up when your tomorrow was everything. See, and I think that's what fucks with me the most and why I am so persistent. And people get it twisted. I have low days. I thought about it yesterday. Even though it wasn't a low day, it wasn't a high day for me. And I really didn't get no fucking work done. You know what I'm saying? I just, eh, I wasn't in it. My heart wasn't in it. Soul wasn't in it. My mind was everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I had, I had shit that internally I had to deal with. And because of that, I had no energy to give nothing externally. There's nothing wrong with that. Once upon a time, I would have beat myself up before I went to bed. I would have had a whole argument with myself, a whole fight. It would have been like a kidnapping with ransom and shit. Like, bitch, you got to do better. You playing with my future. No, I, I mentally needed the rest yesterday. I spiritually needed the rest. I emotionally needed the rest. And he said, physically everything. Like, so I took the rest. And we're going to have days where we're not creative, where we're not excited. And we just don't have the full momentum, the energy to push us a little bit further. And that is honestly okay. Just don't fall backwards. Stay where you are. You can take a break right there. Everybody needs to stop. Get some H2O. Oh, you should get some H3O too. But you know what there? Sip your water. Take a break. Sit in the shade for a second. And keep going. You know what I'm saying? Don't just decide this is fuck it. I'm going back. I need the chair that was near the start line. No. Fuck that chair. There's a 250-year-old oak tree sitting right there. You better park up under that bitch and get some wisdom. Whatever. But to wrap this all up, guys, I'm going to end it like I began it. Life sucks. And then you die. But in the meantime, in between time, oh, yeah, it is so much beauty and it is so much beauty, so much joy, so many experiences. And they're waiting for you to experience them. They're waiting for you to see them, to have them, to merge with them. But you have to take that step towards them. The responsibility is nobody's but your own. No one can make your life better, no matter how much they do for you, no matter how much money they give you, how many things they buy you, how many luxuries they afford you. No one will ever make your life better but you. And that's because no one can live your life but you. A good life has to be lived. It has to be experienced. It has to flow. Flow is ebb. Wait, ebb and flow. Ebb, flow. Don't let the down be the end. Because then you never get the fuck back up. Mm. Push through. 
think, be creative. And when all else fails, ask the right kind of people for help. Ask people that you know have made change. It don't have to be the same kind of change you made. They could have been from smoking 20 packs of cigarettes a day to down to just one. You know what I mean? Don't judge the change. Oh, they still living in the hood. They still live in the hood, but they living more comfortably in the hood than they lived in the hood months before. So they're doing something right. They made some kind of beneficial change. Oh, she went from weighing 270 to being 190. Bitch looks bad. Talk to her about it. Not how did you do it, the exercises and the diet. No, how did you stay determined? How did you make that decision to lose this weight? And how did you keep it up? How did you push through? What things did you do every day? What did you say to yourself? What kind of momentums did you give? Did you reward yourself? Was it... um? What systems did you interact to keep you focused? That's another thing, guys. Tap into energies. Magic is real. Every day is magic, and magic exists in every single day. Utilize the energies around you. Utilize, if you're going to utilize an external anything, create external devices for motivation. Mantras, vision boards, um, little post-its and noties all around the house saying that you can do it. Don't stop now. I'm going to meet you at the finish line. Should the motiv- motivate yourself. That's the problem. We all want to go to the flow, but we want to be pushed there. Push your motherfucking self. Or how can someone else push you? How can the world push you when the world is pushing itself? Everybody got to push themselves. Or I mean, this is a shared experience, so we're all going to be here to nudge each other along, clap each other up, cheer each other on. But the physical work, it's a personal responsibility. And it's one we deserve. It's one we, that has so much reward. And it's so sad. Again, this is something that really makes me sad. Like, knowing how many people are going to forfeit the reward because they don't want to do the work. I don't know. I hope it resonates. I hope it finds who it needs to find. Um, I hope it inspires who it needs to inspire. Word. Life is too short for it to just suck. Like, And when I say life sucks, guys, I don't mean like, oh, life sucks. I mean, life sucks. Shit happens. You know what I'm saying? Get over it. It's not that bad. It's just life. <laughs> Word. But yeah, I'm going to wrap this up. It's almost time for me to go be on granddaughter duties. I love my grandma. Um, and I love you guys. I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for understanding. And I thank you guys for just, you know, being here and allowing me a platform to open up and just share what's in my heart, my mind, my experiences, those that I've personally experienced as well as observed. And I just really think that each one should teach one. And it's nice to give value through experience, through words. So I love you guys for listening. I thank you for listening. I wish you all the best of best in all that you do, in all that you are. Much love. Much ashe. Namaste. And deuces.